Christopher Lee thought it was one of the best performances he'd ever given. And that might be the case. He is here in his imperious pomp. Because today, I'm revisiting a 1966 movie, Rasputin, the Mad Monk. And really, the title says it all. You're not in this movie going to find an interesting discourse on Rasputin and the Tsar and Tsarina and the way that that fomented political discontent and led to revolution eventually. You're not going to get any of that. What you are going to get is a concentration on Rasputin. And so it's important to have someone who has charisma, who is imposing, who looks good in the long straggly hair and big beard. And Christopher Lee really does. It plays to his strengths because in so many parts, he brooks no dissent. He is an authoritative voice. And that's what happens here from playing, from having a low status situation having an incredibly high status situation. He inveigles his way into the royal family by taking incredible risks. He believes in himself, in his healing powers, in his hypnotic powers, and at no point does he ever have a second thought. He doesn't look down and think it's a long way up here. And that really plays, as I say, to Christopher Lee's strengths. Now, I've seen this film many times and always in a kind of Saturday afternoon watching the TV and eating snacks kind of way. And it's always seemed to be an okay movie. With some good performances, it's all right. But actually, if I'm looking at it in a more concentrated way, it's a really good piece of work. Filmed by Don Sharp, as a kind of very welcoming, very warm way. Set dressing is all very warm. Looks like it's had uh, money spent on it, even though budgets apparently were cut. It was filmed back to back with Dracula, Prince of Darkness, both at Bray, the, um, the Hammer facility, and using some of the same actors there, because you've got Lee, Barbara Shelley is there as well. So they're cutting costs to do this, but it does look like it's warm, welcoming it looks like a big time as big time as you can get hollywood movie of the period that's very important we know the story by now don't we gregory rasputin who is a monk of some kind of order transgressors because he's a man of appetites always follows his appetites and finds himself in a bar this is a plot of the movie anyway of course with a weak, struck-off, alcoholic doctor. Played wonderfully here by Richard Pascoe, who is an actor you can trust. And played with a sort with a self-loathing. He hardly ever looks up. He's always looking down. He's always embarrassed with himself. He, one night, comes across one of the Tsarina's lady-in-waiting. 
here played by Barbara Shelley who seems to be in this film it's a nice moment that he's dancing and excited because um, that's what he is he's a man who um, lives for his own enjoyment and he thinks she's in a group and he thinks she's laughing at her he stops dancing and says to her you will apologize to me for that and because she he stands up to her and seems to have some kind of strange moral code she's interested in him and goes to visit him he's he's um, he's now living with the doctor because the doctor's a weak man and he likes weak men doesn't demur and say no that'll be my property at my house he's living with 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 uh, with him and starts a relationship a sexual relationship with the lady in waiting who he then hypnotizes to say your young charge Alexei the heir he will come to some harm and you will call for me which of course which of course he does she does she does he comes to help the boy and then inveigles himself into the world of the Tsarina played by Rennie Asherson here with a, a lot of gentleness and grace but of course that means that there are people who become his enemies they don't like someone from outside coming in he's it's an incursion movie he is rough and uh, unschooled and he says what he thinks which is not the way in a courtly world and because he says what he thinks he's dangerous and because he has influence he's twice as dangerous and so they set about trying to do away with him and we all know the legend of this poisoned shot stabbed dunked into the river still survived so it's a good story for them to tell it was put out with the reptile they both needed to make money um, about one one million two hundred thousand dollars apparently to break even they made more than that this was a success and it is a movie that's good to watch there are some lovely performances in this the people who were at that club where he um, saw the lady in waiting and who um, and certainly the gentleman who believes he is he is with Sonia Peter played by Dinsdale Landon who you know is an actor who again did an awful lot of uh, theatre not so much telly he's he plays he has a quiet desperation which always works I remember seeing him in a live straight to TV version of um, Joe Orton's What the Butler Saw and you know he started I think he was come who was playing was it Dr Rance and he started at such a high pitch that he spent the rest of the one and a half to two hours looking desperate for his own voice and his own emotion so that was fun to see here it's a lovely turn there is a, a lovely scene he's got an innate weakness there's a lovely scene where he gets up to confront Rasputin who just pushes him down and it's a lovely fall from Landon he just he just goes straight down it just shows you exactly the kind of man he is and you know the distributors thought so much of it that that is on 
the preview. He, of course, wants to um, kill Rasputin and does challenge him, but gets very, very messed up in the process. And then you've also got Francis Matthews as the other gentleman playing Ivan, and he um, is somebody who's dependable, you can trust. Um, and he's in Jack and the Prince of Darkness, I think, isn't he? So, you know, you're, you're sharing actors here, and that's the way that it works. It's great to see. It's a repertory of actors, and you can trust them. And he pals up with the good doctor, Dr. Boris Zargo, Richard Pascoe, who has found his set of balls by then. He can't believe what he's set in train. And they conspire to do away with Rasputin. You, what you don't get is, you don't get the extended, we shot him, we stabbed him, we poisoned him, we dumped him in the water. He, you don't get all of that. He is poisoned. He is stabbed. And he's thrown... I'm not, I'm not doing any spoilers here. You do know Rasputin dies at the end. He's thrown out of the window and expires on the ice of the lake. And apparently they did have his hands in benediction at the end, but that was cut because it was thought that that would be too much. And I understand why. Wasn't a happy production. The budget was cut um, during that time. I don't think um, Sharp said he enjoyed doing this movie as much as others he had done um, of a similar vein. And um, Yusupov, who was involved in the original, um, in inverted commas, true situation, uh, threatened legal action, apparently. So they had to be careful of all of that. But these performances stand out. You know, Lee said there were two sides to him, but neither of them was good. He was both a sinner and a saint, and he definitely had healing powers, and he does play him without any kind of redeeming features. But you can't help but enjoy the charisma, and you can't help but enjoy um, his lust for life, and you can't help but enjoy the way that he was cutting through polite society. He is, uh, he doesn't he doesn't ever say this is what he is, but he is um, the peasantry coming to the fore. And he's a, a, a prototype for the peasantry rising up and removing that royal um, tradition. It has some lovely stuff in it. There, um, they cut things like the um, like Sonia, who is told uh, under hypnosis from Rasputin to go away and do herself in. They cut her suicide, although it still exists. Apparently, they cut her suicide, and I understand why. You know, this is a, a film you can watch on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. It does move along quickly. It does look good. It does look expensive. There are some old stages in there, you know, who uh, produce good work. You know, you've you've got Derek Francis as the innkeeper. You know, there's there's Brian Wilde in there, who we love from Last of the Summer Wine and Porridge. You've also got, apparently, Joss Eichland in there. I didn't spot him, but I'll have to have a look again for that. But this is a, a fine movie. It works well, and at the head of it, You've got Christopher Lee, but he needs to be supported by good, trustworthy actors. And in the actors he's got, particularly Shelley, actually, who, when they first 
go to bed together and she's taking the pins out of her hair. You know, the, the work she's doing there, the look, is incredibly sexual. And a, a feeling that something extraordinary is about to happen. It's just a moment, but it really speaks volumes. And it's fabulous work from Shelley, who, who I think was overlooked, to be honest. Her work in Dracula Prince of Darkness is great too. This is a movie that belongs to its actors and they perform so well that you never see any cracks or creaks in a plot which and a script which isn't the best but they handle it so well it's four out of five ramble rating and it's worth another look not just entertaining hokum this look it watch it for lee but also Watch it for Francis Matthews and Barbara Shelley and Dinsdale Landon and Richard Pascoe. These are good performances, which again, sometimes are overlooked and need to be enjoyed again. Ta-ta.